This is the Tom Bigby Tales, and I'm your host, Shannon Evans. Today's podcast on the Tom Bigby Tales is the Rab family, out of enslavement into prosperity. The Tom Bigby Tales <clears throat> is a podcast based on the small town of Columbus in northeast Mississippi on the Tom Bigby River. Let's get into it. Mad Jack Rab was born an enslaved man on a Georgia plantation about 1830. Jack Rabb was owned by Alexander Rabb from Stewart County, Georgia, who moved to Columbus, Mississippi in 1850, bringing his enslaved cadre with him. Alexander Rabb's family had a larger plantation in Winsboro, South Carolina, near the Little River north of Columbia. They raised cotton and indigo. Cotton rapidly depletes the soil, and so Alexander's father built the Georgia plantation, and by 1850, Alexander had moved to Lowndes County. After arriving in Lowndes County, Mississippi, and building a home on the south side of Columbus, on present-day Barrow School property, <clears throat> Dr. Alexander Rabb allowed Jack to buy his and his sister's manumission papers. Jack's friends called him Mad Jack because he dreamed of being a rich man and having well-educated children who were doctors and professors. Prior to the Civil War, Jack continued to work for Alexander Rabb as a free man. He ran a successful nursery known as Rabb's Garden or Temperance Garden on the backside of present-day Barrow's School facing Fifth Avenue South between 8th Street and 9th Street South. Jack was also a fife player for the Columbus Rifleman and a sometime barber. After the Civil War, he owned and operated a grocery store and a bar slash liquor store at 115 North Market Street next to the Penny Savings Bank, the first Black-owned bank in Columbus. Jack married Gilly Harris, an enslaved woman owned by General Jephthah Harris, who lived and worked at present-day White Arches, an elegant antebellum home in South Columbus. Jack went on to own his own home and two stores after Reconstruction on what is now the land occupied by the MUW faculty apartments. Jack and his wife Gilly had six children, Anna, born in 1860, Maria, born in 1861, Mary, born in 1863, Alan Lewis, born in 1868, Simon, born in 1870, and Peter, born in 1873. Alan Rabb, Jack and Gilly's eldest son, attended Union Academy like his older sisters and the other Black children in the community. He went to work in his father's meat market in downtown Columbus on Market Street as a young man. After his father's death in 1882, Allen took over the family business before selling the downtown shop in 1904 and moving Rab's Meat Market to their new location by their home at the corner of 5th Avenue South and 9th Street South in the heart of an affluent African-American neighborhood. But the market did not only serve the Black community. Due to the fine standing rib roast, goose, duck, pheasant, steaks, and seafood brought daily on the river by steamboats and fine meats by rail from the north, 
Rab's Market was popular with every cook and kitchen in town. Alan Rab became one of the most successful African-American businessmen in town. He built his family a lovely Victorian home on the corner of 6th Avenue South and 9th Street South, where he lived with it, where he lived until his death in 1933. Alan Rabb married Emma Ferrandis in January of 1897 in Columbus, Mississippi. Alan and Emma had five children, Beverly, a son born in 1901, who worked with his father and ran the market and owned significant amounts of property that were later sold to MUW, which is the late the Women's University, late known as uh, MSCW and prior to that as IINC. Maurice, who was born in 1902 and became a doctor in Louisville, Kentucky, whom we'll talk about later, and Peter, born in 1905, who lived in Chicago as an adult where he was a chauffeur. And then Lewis Allen, born in 1913, who worked for at Tuskegee Institute as and is buried at <clears throat> and is buried in Tuskegee, Alabama, in Greenwood Cemetery. And Allen, who was born in 1916 and would move to Houston, Texas, and later to California. All of Allen's children were well educated. He made sure they had an education equal to or better than his white segregated neighbors. All black children in Columbus attended W.I. Mitchell's Union Academy, which by Allen's children's time was located on the north side of town. In Allen's own youth, grade, it, the school only went up through uh, sixth grade. In his children's era, it went through the 10th grade. Across the street from Rab's home, on the garden plot Allen's father had built, however, stood the white school that went from grades one to eight. Unfortunately, under Jim Crow, all the Rab children had to walk across town about two miles one way to Union Academy. As Union only went through grade 10, Allen wanted his sons to have a more complete uh, education with the high school diploma, so he sent them away to boarding school, one of which went to Fisk and the other to Tuskegee in Alabama. One son, Lewis, stayed at Tuskegee after high school to attend university. Heavily influenced by Columbus's only black doctor at the time, Theodoric James, his son Maurice went to Fisk High School program and then continued on to get his undergraduate degree in chemistry before attending Meharry Medical College in Nashville, the first medical school for African-Americans in the South. Allen put three of his sons through college. Maurice graduated fourth in his class in medical school. At that time, in the 1920s, there were only two schools for black medical students, Meharry in Nashville and Howard in Washington, D.C. Meharry at that time was attached to Hubbard Hospital for black patients. So all the dissections by black medical students were done only on black cadavers. Maurice graduated from medical school in 1929. He interned first at Kansas City General, an all-black hospital. He left there and went to Shelbyville, Kentucky to practice medicine from 1930 until 1946. This was a rural practice and during the Great Depression, and he was often paid in vegetables, bacon, hams, frog legs, quail, fish, etc., 
The Rabs left Shelbyville after winning a property dispute that resulted in a mysterious fire at their home. They moved to, to Louisville, Kentucky. There, <clears throat> at Red Cross Hospital, he began to practice using anesthesia. However, he had yet to have any formal training in it. Postgraduate training was difficult for Black doctors to obtain due to the day law. The day law essentially said if a class was taught with Black and white students in the same classroom, the teacher or professor would be fined and jailed. The law was changed eventually so individual hospitals could train Black and white students together if desired. Louisville General Hospital took advantage of that change in the laws, and Maurice Rapp applied for training in anesthesia in 1948. While in Louisville, as a result of his, of his treatment in Shelbyville, Maurice became involved in the local NAACP in 1954 and stayed active in it the rest of his life. He began advocating for the integration of the Louisville Police Force and other segregated agencies in the city. He staged marches and sit-ins in 1960. Over 600 arrests occurred, and he and his colleagues paid the bail for the pro protesters. He was a charter board member of the Kentucky Civil Liberties Union and served on their board for 20 years. Dr. Rabb successfully challenged the Kentucky Sickle Cell Disease Detention Act of 1972 that required all newborn African-American babies and all African-Americans applying for a marriage license to be tested for sickle cell anemia. Rabb protested the law as it only targeted and genetically identified <clears throat> one group, African-Americans, thus earmarking them in a way to negatively impact them potentially for future employment, insurance rates, etc. The law was repealed successfully in 1974. Dr. Maurice Rabb would go on to win many awards, including the Louisville Defenders Outstanding Kentuckian Award, City of Louisville Fleur de Lis, and the Equality Award from the Louisville Urban League. He passed away in 1982. He and his wife, Jewel, a teacher, had one son, Morris Rabb Jr., who graduated from the University of Louisville School of Medicine, who was a renowned ophthalmologist at the University of Illinois School of Medicine. Maurice Jr. was an internationally renowned pioneer in corneal and retinal vascular diseases. He served as a professor of ophthalmology, chairman of the Department of Ophthalmology at Mercy Hospital, president of Mercy Hospital staff, and medical director of Prevent Blindness America. He authored numerous articles and scripts for medical films. He passed away in 2005. Lewis Mike Rabb was born in 1913 in Columbus, Mississippi, to Emma and Louis Rabb. He was 10 years younger than his brother Maurice. Mike attended Union Academy for elementary school. He enrolled at Tuskegee Institute Middle School as a boarding student at age 13. There, Rabb would meet George Washington Carver, the inventor who lived in the same dorms. Rabb enrolled in Tuskegee University after graduating high school there in 1931. While at Tuskegee, he became close friends with Ralph Ellison and Albert Murray and would eventually meet Rab's future wife, Marianna Hutcherson. Rab earned a degree in business administration and became a member of Tuskegee's staff. 
Tuskegee sent him to Columbia University on a scholarship where he earned an MA in personnel administration in 1942. They then sent him financed to Northwestern University where he earned a master's in health administration in 1948, where, where then Tuskegee appointed Rab the administrator of John Andrew Hospital. He later oversaw the transition of John Andrew Hospital to Tuskegee Bioethics Center. He retired from Tuskegee University in 1981. He passed away in 2015 at 101 years old and is buried in Tuskegee, Alabama at Greenwood Cemetery. Slave owner Alexander J. Rapp is buried alone in plot 158 of Friendship Cemetery. His headstone either was never erected or is long gone. He died at a young age of 38, leaving behind no wife and no heirs. His legacy died with him. The enslaved man who took his last name, Mad Jack Rab, bought his freedom and possibly that of his sister and went on to create a living legacy in his children with their family business, his community service in banking, church, and fraternal organizations. His drive and work ethic and focus on making education accessible to his children carried through to his grandsons, Dr. Maurice Rabb Sr. and Louis Mike Rabb, and to his great-grandson, Dr. Maurice Rabb Jr., and to his great-great-grandson, Representative Christopher M. Rabb, who serves today in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. And to think it all started on the south side of Columbus, Mississippi, because of the dreams of one man, Mad Jack Rabb. To learn more about Columbus's vast and varied history, follow and like the Historic Home Tours of Columbus, Mississippi's Facebook page, and follow, like, and subscribe to this podcast, The Tom Bigby Tales. Thank you, and until next time.